Welcome to it. I'd rather stay in the podcast where we talk about what's going on in our brains instead of what's happening outside. We're your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week's episode, Holiday Movies. Hi, Megan. Hey, Steffi. How's it going? Uh, do you remember a couple weeks ago, I had said that it was cold. Um, <laughs> I would uh-huh. like to retract that statement. And it, was, it was delightful before. Yes, it is so cold here. We actually <laughs> had school delayed because we had freezing rain all night. So it actually was cold, not just Texas cold. Actually, real cold, yeah. Um, usually it doesn't get this cold this early so in the wintertime, so... Um, it was uh, a little painful this we, morning. You know, I mean, Illinois gets pretty cold, but we've struggled with a lot of early snow and ice this year as well, much with our street being a sheet of ice much earlier in the season than I would have liked. So I think it's just, a th- I think that's just what it's going to be this year. I actually, I heard this winter was going to be a rough one and I was hoping that was a lie, but apparently it's not. That's not really one I want to hear. No, it's not really what I wanted to hear either. So <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're in that boat together. I guess I won't come down to Texas in hopes of escaping the cold, though. I guess the, I mean, that's the thing about, at least when I was in the Midwest, it kind of was gradual, the changeover. And here it was very quick. Um, it was like... 70 during the day on Monday and then as soon as I got back from running errands it was blustery AF (laughs) the temperature was plummeting it was horrible so what is that what happens to all your plants because you've got warm weather plants um it depends uh I they seemed okay today actually when I was taking a peek outside they did not seem too worried by it a lot of the plants that i have have been outside for multiple years oh, that's and good. so i think they'll mostly be okay didn't know if maybe you were running outside with like extra blankets and covering them up or i mean i should but i you'll just replace them if they die pretty much i'm not I mean, uh that high maintenance to be like go protect my plants i mean i know if your aloe dies that your other friend's stuff has pretty much a forest of aloe in her backyard i'm sure you could get some from her the thing about whenever my aloes die is that they like look like they're dead but then they come back oh sure. it's very okay. weird like they have never fully fully died so they just keep resurrecting yeah it's a, it's a little weird <laughs> But we'll see. It was pretty cold, so I'll, when it warms up again, I'll check on everything. Because <laughs> at some point it will warm back up, and then I will want to come back to Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be 70 again later in the week. <laughs> oh, my Just God. Right now, I'm, I've am i got a blanket on my lap. I'm drinking hot chocolate. It's a whole thing. It's just like you're back home in the Midwest. Yay. So since you're feeling all snuggly and cozy, it's the perfect time to talk about cheesy holiday movies. Awesome. I'm so excited to talk about cheesy holiday movies. I am also really excited to talk about them. They are such a joy and a delight because they're so wonderful and yet terrible at the same time. Yeah, I think 
I'm not sure what it is about Christmas that just inherently brings out really, really bad movies. Just, just the cheese factor just comes out in droves. Just so bad. And I think we probably should note that we're we're mainly talking about the made-for-TV Christmas movies. Yes. We're not talking about, like, the big-budget um, the- theatrical release Christmas movies, although I love some of those, too. I do, I do have some real Christmas like classic movies that I love. You gotta watch White Christmas every year. Gotta watch Christmas Story every year. Gotta watch Christmas Vacation every year. But those I consider to be like real Christmas movies. Yes, and also I, the Holiday and Love Actually. Yeah, I, I, I still, I still really like Love Actually, but like. It's so problematic when you go back and look at it, and you're like, "Oh, oh, it's pretty, it's pretty it's problematic." It's actually a terrible movie, but I, I but will still watch it. I definitely still watch it. Um, <laughs> I we always watch Elf. Yes, I, kids. I the the funny enough, the first time I watched Elf, I hated it, absolutely hated it. I can see that. And then I watched it again, and it got funnier. And like now, we just watch it every year, and for some reason, it keeps getting funnier to me. I do and think I it's one of those that grows why. on you. <laughs> I think so. Um, like every time there's like something new, I think some new little tiny thing that makes me laugh. Yes. Agreed. I am not a fan of Christmas Story, though. Oh, it's my uncle's favorite. So I grew up, we watched it every Christmas day because, you know, the there's always a marathon of it on TV. Mm-hmm. So and we and my husband and I still do that. So it's one of those that I can quote probably 90% of it and I just I really do enjoy it (laughs) I think it's also Bob's favorite Christmas movie um but I just uh I don't know if it's like a guy thing I just can't I just can't get into it I'll let it pass because you are really into the cheesy the cheesy stuff so like Megan said we're talking about like the Hallmark Christmas movies the Lifetime Christmas movies and now they're making them on the streaming platforms so Netflix Hulu Amazon Prime everybody is getting in on this cheesy Christmas movie game you gotta get those holiday dollar bills I guess I guess I don't so. think they make much money on them. But. I, you know, that you would think that they don't, and yet they do make so many of them. So I feel like they can't just be making them without getting any return on them. Yeah, they must be making the money somewhere. But they have um, to be. I mean, they're certainly not spending much on these movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite things about these movies is that they're so low budget. Like, no one, no one making these movies gives a single fuck. They just, particularly like when you're looking at like the props department, we were watching... We were, Megan and I were together last week and we were watching, uh, we had Lifetime on and we were watching whatever movies were on the Lifetime marathon, one of which was called Under the Mistletoe. It had a ghost dad. It was very weird. But at one point, the kid in the movie is in his like school counselor's office and there's a sign, <laughs> there is a poster behind the counselor's head that literally said, Sports inspirations. So good. It did it. <laughs> it <went laughs> <laughs> like they didn't just go by like an inspirational 
sports related poster and hang it up. It literally was a poster that said sports inspirations. I n- you see that and you go no one no one on this on this set is giving a single solitary fuck. They're just no, making them. I don't like <laughs> The thing is is that it, a lot of these movies, you know, have like actual stars in them. Yes, like real actors who've been yeah. in lots of TV shows or lots of movies. Right, like I was just watching um, one that I hadn't, I didn't watch last year. Uh, I watched a holiday engagement over the weekend, uh-huh. and it has Shelley Long in it. And like, I freaking love Shelley Long because of uh, Trip Beverly Hills. Uh huh. Um, every woman my age probably is like, yes, Trip Beverly Hills, <laughs> best movie ever when you're a child. Um, and so, and it has also another. Like, dad, who I cannot think of anything other than Chandler's boss. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just watching these movies, and I'm like, okay, so when you get the script, like, okay, you know what you're getting to. It's a Christmas movie. It's going to be on Hallmark or Lifetime, or right. if you're lucky, it's on Netflix. Right. Do you give it your all because you're a professional actor? Or... <laughs> Do you match your expectations <laughs> to the rest of the movie? So that, like, you don't seem like the weirdo who was trying too hard? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I have pondered this. Like, there, <laughs> there is another um, Christmas Prince, which has become quite the classic mm-hmm. um, in the last couple of years that it's been out. But last year, they came out with Christmas Prince 2, the royal engagement. And I remember when we were watching this, I think you and I were watching it at the same time and we were texting back and forth. And there's a scene in that movie where all, there's a whole bunch of kids that are at the palace or whatever, and they're all decorating Christmas cookies in the kitchen. And on the counter in the royal kitchen, in the background, is a cow-shaped humidifier like you would buy for like a baby's room. <laughs> and I remember seeing it and I had to pause the movie and be like, Megan, what the fuck is on that counter right now? And you were like, I'm pretty sure that's a cow humidifier. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's sitting on the kitchen counter in the royal palace for just who knows why. Now I have to say, I rewatched the original Christmas Prince yesterday <laughs> and there is a scene in the kitchen and I is looked. It, is the humidifier there? It is not. Well, they must it is a, just, it must be a new thing with the new dad and Christmas Prince too. It must be an addition because, uh, you know, the humidity in Aldovia is so low. <laughs> they need a humidifier. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Oh my god, it's just too much. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just really wonder with some of these things, and like, there's there's certain things where I just think if you had just tried just a little harder, this actually could have been legit. Like if you had tried with the costumes just a little harder and with the props just a, just a teeny bit harder, this could totally be a real movie, but. You didn't. You kind of half-assed it. And so 
it's now in the realm of the cheesy Christmas movies, which I'm fine with. It's yeah, just I'm kind totally of his- fine with it. Totally fine with. It's just kind of hysterical to me. Now, it's actually kind of funny because there, I just watched one of the new ones for this year, and I feel it actually um, evolved itself out of the cheesy Christmas movie category and into a regular Christmas movie. Which one? That would be the uh, teen movie, Let It Snow. Yes. I watched that this weekend as well. I agree. I think that it is definitely more in the realm of the other Netflix teen movies, like um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Mm -hmm. and less in the cheesy Christmas Prince category. Yeah, there's a lot of Christmas elements, but I actually kind of forgot that it was a Christmas movie as I was watching it because I just was actually invested in the plots. Yeah, it was it's it was a good one. I liked it a lot. Me too. But I also I very much love the Netflix teen movies. I feel like they have really hit their stride with that genre and all of us all of us old ladies are really into them too. <laughs> Maybe we're just wistful. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? But they're just so delightful and pure, and I just really enjoy them. Yeah. So our friend Addie, who our listeners will remember as our expert on episode four, our skincare episode, she actually has started her own podcast. It's called Five Tree Christmas. And as you might be able to guess from the name of the podcast, it is actually all about cheesy Christmas movies. They're sort of her, like, one of her other side passions in addition to skincare. And she started actually a couple of years ago with just a Facebook post on her timeline where she said something like, you know... I've started watching my cheesy holiday movies this year. What's everyone watching? And that thread like blew up and all season, everyone was commenting about their favorite movies. So last year she started a Facebook group, um, which was all about cheesy holiday movie conversations. And the group did really well and kind of blew up. And so then this year she started an Instagram account and a podcast where she talks about and reviews cheesy holiday movies and it is the best you introduced me to the facebook group last year uh after i think after i revealed that i had never seen a christmas prince and you were like we have to fix that and also you need to join this group yes and then i was kind of like um i think i knew that there were so many christmas movies out all the time but also it was a little mind-boggling it was for me too. I was never I was never really into them like growing up, like the Hallmark movies and stuff. And and I think a lot of it is because I just I'm not very good at remembering when things are on TV. So like I should just sit down and watch something unless it's like a recurring like The Good Place is on on Thursday nights at eight o'clock. But if it's not something recurring, I forget to watch it or I forget to DVR it. So it was actually when Netflix started coming out with them a couple years ago when I started to get more into all of these cheesy movies because Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, that stuff's available all the time to watch. Much easier for me. Yeah, and they started to play all like the super older ones that... Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure if they were like Hallmark ones or Lifetime ones or just really 
low budget ones but right. they started to have this backlog of movies it is it's sort of been this it's almost been like a renaissance for cheesy christmas movies and it's excellent so ade because she is a researcher she actually took the time watched a ton of movies and figured out that there's actually kind of a formula to the plots and figured out that there's more or less three main plot types, which I thought, I thought was fascinating. And when I first heard her talk about these, I was like, oh, my God, she is right. So we obviously encourage you to go listen to her podcast. And there's an episode where she, she explains all of these and she talks about them on her Instagram profile. And we'll link to all of that. But we'll just sort of to sort of recap them so you guys can keep them in mind as we're talking. There's the type one, which she considers the hardworking big city woman, either goes to a small town, is thrown into some sort of magical situation, or maybe she lives in a small town, but she's like working too hard, not living her dream. But uh, at the end of the time, she's probably either going to discover the magic of Christmas and or fall in love um, and, you know, rediscover some part of her childhood or something like that. Uh, the second one is when a woman is afraid to return home for Christmas without a partner and she I, I, she like rents one or she awkwardly comes across an old flame or a male best friend and falls in love with it, love with them. Um, but there's always shenanigans that ensue. And then the third one is a woman who's enthusiastic about Christmas teaches some grumpy dude the meaning of Christmas or vice versa. Uh, the man teaches the woman the meaning of Christmas. And in either scenario, they're they're probably following falling in love. So and then there's she has a fourth type, which is sort of the catch all for movies that don't necessarily have like a Christmas plot or a romantic plot or are sort of like those ensemble movies like um, the Let It Snow movie that just came out on Netflix. But when I first heard this, I was like, she's so right. These that is the three plot types. I thinking of most of the Christmas movies, the cheesy ones that we watch, they fall into some category one of these three categories it was kind of funny it's also funny how not necessarily in the within those plot types but the women kind of all have the same job like they're all yes. either journalists bad ones terrible bad journalists. ones who then possibly have to go undercover uh-huh. when they get to the small town and or castle yes um <laughs> there's also another job uh where they generally are like a very creative type where they're not necessarily successful at being a creative type, but they live in an impossibly rich life akin (laughs) to like the friend's apartment where like they're all poor, but uh, live in an amazing apartment. Yes. Um, And there's like generally the one like, there's like one business type usually, Mm -hmm. but it's almost always a journalist. Yes, and I don't know why. There's a lot of photographers too. Yeah, photographers, um, bakers as well. Yes, there's f- uh, quite a few movies now that have bakers. Yes, and it's the the very best strange. part is very strange. And again, with the like, the people working on these movies just clearly just they give no f's because, again, 
it's usually one of just a handful of careers, and yet they never portray them correctly. So, no. for example, <laughs> I was watching one this weekend. My friend Kathleen and I were, she lives in uh, California, but again, we were like watching at the same time and texting each other. And so we were watching this one, and I think it was called A Picture Perfect Christmas on Hallmark. And the the main character is a photographer. But when she was photographing, like, there's a there it was showing a flash but the flash was not on like the flash was not open on her camera <laughs> so <laughs> and Kathleen is a photographer and she called she actually called me and she was like I can't even text this to you I have to tell you so you can hear the inflection in my voice of why this is so annoying to me right now <laughs> And it's funny because when we started watching it, I was like, oh, Kathleen's going to find something that they're doing that just is too, too much. Can't handle. That's how I feel when I watch uh, Christmas Prince with her atrocious, like, note taking. Oh, it's so bad. And her, like, uh, complaining about being a copy editor and not getting any freelance jobs. And, like, she works at a magazine. She could pitch the magazine she works for. Right. And then she quits to, like, start a blog, which is fine. Named Amber's Blog. Amber's Blog. (laughs) Just beautiful design. And then at the end of the story, not to spoil it for any of you, she writes an article, posts it on her blog, and it has, like, 20,000 likes or something like that. Right. Which, for anyone who knows blogging, is not that much. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Wow. Ah. So it's a little awkward for anyone who knows what's going on. It's super awkward. The The other one that drives me crazy is uh, Princess Switch, which came out on Netflix last mm-hmm. year. And in that one, the girl's a baker. And she goes to the fictional country to participate in a TV baking competition. And her arch nemesis is there and tries to foil her success by, like, snipping the cord on her KitchenAid mixer. But the what's really bad is that this baker is doing the competition, doesn't realize that her KitchenAid mixer is broken until she's basically done making the entire cake and she needs to puree some berries. So good. Like, the whole cake is made, it's filled, it's bas- It's like it's got fondant on it, and yet she's getting ready to make the filling for her cake and it's like, oh no, how will I puree the berries? I guess I'll have to puree them by hand. I, I, I have to fast forward through that scene because it makes me so mad. First of all, who the F uses a mixer to puree something? <laughs> no one. No, no one. one. Absolutely no one. But then the best part, like five minutes later... Is when the judge is going around to their cakes and tasting the cake. She loves the cake until she's like, it would have been so much better if the berries were more uniformly pureed as though using a mixer would have solved that problem. (laughs) It's so, it's so bad. It's so terrible. And like, we're supposed to feel like maybe she's not going to win the competition 
and like it's supposed to be a tense like no come on like (laughs) no and yet i'm still so excited for a princess switch 2 which isn't coming out until next year which is extremely rude by the way like i think netflix doesn't really understand what we need no clearly they don't i mean they did come out with the third christmas prince which is the royal baby well the reason why princess switch 2 does not come out until next year is because this year vanessa hudgens is doing the night before christmas that is k-n I-G-H-T. Oh, shit. I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> she obviously falls in love with a disheveled knight, which is basically uh, just the plot of that uh, Meg Ryan and what's-his-face movie. Oh, uh-huh. Um, I can't think of it either, but I know which one you're talking about. I hope the I hope our listeners can figure it out through the microphone. Hugh Jackman. Yes. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember the name, but I, it's the same plot, right? It it is a very similar plot. It is like a a time he he goes forward in time. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, what is the name of that movie? I'll have to figure it out and I'll put it in the show notes because. Kate Leopold? Was that yes, it? Yes. Yes. There that's we go. It. Gold star for me. <laughs> Gold star for me remembering the, the name of that goofy movie. Um, yes, the, the synopsis for The Night Before Christmas. A medieval knight is transported to the present day where he falls for a high school science teacher who's disillusioned by love. Of course. Of course. As long as her haircut is better than it was in Princess Witch, I'm already in. <laughs> just gonna be real honest with you there that was that was also a pretty terrible part of princess Witch was her haircut was just abysmal the other thing i like about princess switch is that like we were saying like these movies don't give any fucks no. but especially princess switch is so clearly stealing from like 12 other movies yes oh absolutely and compare like that one and a christmas prince like the two of them together it's just like okay so you've got the princess diaries you've got parent trap (laughs) (laughs) you've got some great british bake-off seasons going in there for fun because like basically an algorithm wrote this movie Uh and figured out what people like on netflix yes the the other the other thing that kills me is any of these movies that involve like royalty. Mm-hmm. The royalty the, the 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 palaces, the castles, whatever, they never have any security. The royal family never has any security whatsoever surrounding them. Like, no, well there's that one scene in a Christmas prince where the guys have like those fake sword spear things to keep her off the stairs and they're they're not really right they're really gonna do a whole lot yeah but like these randos are coming in off the street and being like oh are you the new tutor oh uh uh-huh sure they're not checking ids like check check a fucking id people come on were they were they just had a press conference with like 50 people who don't live there right like come on do you like are you wanting your royal family to be assassinated? Because that's the way it's going to happen. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> like, going, yeah. 
Can we also talk about the uh, precocious children in these movies? Oh, there's always a precocious child. Always. And they always know if you're trying to trick someone, they always know that you're trying to trick them. Yes. And they're the, Every time. They are. They're always the first ones to figure it out. And the adults are like in La La Land. Have I no mean, idea. We got too much other shit going on to pay attention, <laughs> to be honest. Adult taint takes up way too much of our minds. We just <laughs> yes, gotta, it does. We can't. We can't figure out if we're if we're being duped. I can't really focus on whether my best friend has been replaced with a lookalike and who doesn't who doesn't know how to do any of the things my best friend should know how to do, and who is also suddenly falling in love. With our other friend that she's known for years. Right. <laughs> nope, nope, nothing suspicious about that at all. Not at all. So why do why do you think we love these movies? I mean, I think that I think part of the reason we love them is because they have that formula. Like we know what we're gonna get out of these movies. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get some hijinks. We're gonna get some some really stupid stuff we can laugh about. We are going to get a kiss at the end of the movie. Yes. And that's about it. There's no like super high drama. There's no like action sequencing. It's just a lot of fluffy, campy, Christmassy fun where there's definitely going to be random carols sung poorly at a piano <laughs> by someone who doesn't really know how to play it and then someone will say that was amazing <laughs> there's always going to be like a scene at an orphanage there's always going to be somebody <laughs> either uh making christmas cookies for the first time or going sledding for the first time or drinking hot chocolate for the first time it's basically always like experiencing the most ideal Christmas that you could have yourself in the span of two hours. Yes. It's, they're great. And you know what? Sometimes I just don't want to think that hard. Yeah. And I just want to, like, feel good. I just want to have some warm fuzzies. And these movies always do that for me. Sometimes we do have to think a little bit hard when we're trying to figure out figure out what the hell is happening. <laughs> yeah. And that's when... And I will say that that's when I'm like, hmm, I don't think I, I think this one is just actually bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did watch all of the Ghost Dad movie, which, I'm sorry, what was the name of that one again? Uh, Under the Mistletoe, Under I think. Under the Mistletoe. That's right. Um, <laughs> it we took a really very- long time for, for that title to play out. It was like the last two minutes of the movie when they actually kissed under the mistletoe. Right. That's terrible. So it was a little hard to hard to remember that one. But I think the thing about like when we were watching like we were doing something else while we were watching the Ghost Dad movie. So it's kind of that kind of movie where you can like put it on and not miss anything. And not really miss anything if you're also doing something else. Yeah. I think it's cuz at some point we were watching it and at some point we were like, "Wait, that dad, he's a ghost." Yeah. <laughs> But even still, like, with only half paid attention, we were like, oh, okay. And then it just picked, continued right on. So even, like, major, major plot things, we were like, oh, this should be, like, really earth shattering. Nope. Oh, he's a ghost. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's a ghost. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I do. I I just, 
There's definitely ones that I have watched where I can't. They're like too bad. And I have to turn them off. Yeah. Um, I I tried to watch one over the weekend. I was telling you, I was trying to just find one that I hadn't watched yet. Mm-hmm. And I think I started like three of them. <laughs> I was just like, this is this is too. Bad. I was just so. There's, so there's like low production value and there's low production value. <laughs> there's like low production value and then there's this might have been made in someone's basement production value. Right. And like if my videos that I make of myself are better than this, like I can't. It was. Right. It was. I'm not going to even say what the movie it was, but it was really, really, really bad. I feel embarrassed for everyone involved in making this movie. <laughs> and then I tried to watch another one and I. That one wasn't interesting to me either. And then I did watch like half of Two Turtle Doves, uh-huh. but I didn't finish that one because I felt it didn't have enough of that like grumpy man slash grumpy woman discovers the true meaning of Christmas vibe. And that one was very different. Um, and Adai talks a lot about this one because she watched it and then she, like, she keeps revising her rating because she keeps upping her initial rating on it the more she like ponders on it. And I think she just watched it again to like rethink through it. The interesting thing about that one is that it's a lot less of like external conflict and there's a lot more like internal conflict with the main character because she is going through like the grieving process at Christmas Mm -hmm. and because it's the first um her first Christmas without her grandmother who raised her and she's like going through all of that and so there's you've got the there is definitely like the love aspect and she's got some like there's definitely come some career things that she's trying to figure out but a lot of it is more just her trying to figure out how to navigate the holidays when she like heard the holidays look so different for her um which I actually I actually really liked just because I've been there um and they're actually kind of like there were a couple moments in that movie that were almost hard for me because they were so on point with how like you feel when you're going through the holidays the first time without your loved one um so I liked it, but it's definitely it's definitely less of that like campy like oh, I'm trying to get the grumpy person to believe in Christmas and a lot more like internal like deep stuff. Yeah, I think I just would want more. Like I said, I only got about halfway through it because I just wasn't that into it, so maybe I'll go back and try to finish it later. But I think it was definitely like I'd want to see more of her actual reacting to a lot of that stuff Mm -hmm. because i think in the first part of the movie you don't necessarily get a lot of that yeah and you definitely there's definitely the whole thing too with the the male lead where it's like very clear that they like each other from the very beginning Mm -hmm. which is kind of boring for me (laughs) (laughs) you need just a little bit more friction there yeah like she immediately like is best friends with his daughter and he like definitely likes her and they're flirting and it's just like a little too obvious (laughs) i want it to be hard i need this hard fought hard fought kiss at the end of the movie (laughs) The other one that I watched this weekend that I I actually really enjoyed as a new one this year was Christmas Reservations. Um, I think it was a, I think that, I can't remember that was a Lifetime or a 
Hallmark one. Um, but it's got Melissa Joan Hart in it, and then the male lead is the guy that played Bruce in Jane the Virgin. Um, his okay. name is not coming to me right now. Um, but it was delightful. And it's another one where there's a little bit of an ensemble cast. Um, so you get some <clears throat> you get some side stories. But I thought it was I thought it was delightful. And I liked some of the side stories and I thought it was funny and the cast was really diverse, which I like, and that was definitely one that I enjoyed. I will have to see if you have that on your dish account so i can watch it i do it's on demand oh great because i do not have (laughs) so i don't have cable which kind of really knocks me out for a lot of these holiday movies um which is probably a a good thing and a bad thing because if i had i would probably just have lifetime on lifetime and hallmark on the entire day watching christmas (laughs) movies and my husband would wonder what's wrong with me and it would be a whole thing. It's okay. Um, I got you covered with my Dish account because you have me covered with your HBO account. I mean, friends got to share. <laughs> we got to have each other's backs. So Melissa Joan Hart is in this movie, and she is one of those actors who I think does a Christmas movie every year. I think she does, yes. There's her, and there's a, there's a handful of others who are in something every single year. And I wonder why that is. Do they just really enjoy Christmas movies? Like, really enjoy to watch them? Is it just like a really, you know, you're an actor and you need the money? (laughs) I don't know. I, like, I don't know. Like, are they, are they, like, signing a contract for a certain number of years at once? Like, there's definitely a... I guess that could be. There's a lot of, there's a lot of question marks there. Yeah, so there's um, her, and there's also uh, Candace Cameron Bray does a lot of them. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another person I cannot remember her name of uh, that I think did a bunch. Um, I think Mario Lopez did a bunch. Uh Uh, Dean Cain does a lot of them. Um. Lori Laughlin used to do a lot of them before she got fired. Yeah. <laughs> before she was canceled. <laughs> yeah. That's not a, not sad about that. No, no not so um, much. Yeah, man. It, gosh, I just looked up her Wikipedia and she was in a Christmas movie in 1986. Jesus Christ. Before Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, How and old she, would she have been? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. Nineteen. That seems like. Well, she's older than I thought, so she would have been uh, ten, I believe. Yeah, she's it was called Christmas Snow. Oh, well, there you go. I wonder if that's available somewhere. There's no link, but oh, sad. <laughs> She did do, uh, let's see, Broadcasting Christmas, A Very Merry Toy Store, SantaCon, uh, A Very Nutty Christmas, Holiday in Handcuffs. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Santa Mouse and the Rat Deer. <laughs> which I assume is animated. <laughs> I, well, I hope so. 
I mean, if you find your thing, I guess. I uh, There's actually an article I just found on Glamour um, from last year that actually says, like, there's a reason you see all the same women, all these Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, and I'm just skimming through it, but it looks like um, the actresses are saying that um, they're just a really great, like the Hallmark team is really great to work with and that they really understand, especially the actresses who are moms, they really understand, are very understanding of like their schedule and like needing to go be a parent and stuff like that. Um, And those obligations that come with being a parent as opposed to maybe some other projects that might not be so accommodating. So Mm that could be why a lot of them come back again and again because it's you know like pretty steady work and they also have some flexibility to be a parent i don't know that makes sense i'll link to this in the show notes i remember last year one of the things that um that we really liked about a lot of these movies that are coming out on netflix like it kind of along the same veins as what you're just talking about um a lot of the lifetime and hallmark movies uh cast the same color of people Mm -hmm. um and the men too are also like all tall dark haired look look exactly the same and can't keep them straight kind of situation Uh and um with the exception of the christmas prince a lot of the ones that netflix was putting out um are very diverse which i love so much and not just like you have a sassy black friend or you have a sassy gay friend um there's actual like real characters in these movies that are not white people and that is very nice to see on screen yeah i think that's one of the reasons i really like the netflix teen movies too is because Mm -hmm. the casts are very diverse and they're casting um people of color in like lead roles and not just supporting roles so i i am glad to see that they're doing that with a lot of their christmas movies as well because i think that's great and i hope that these other um that these these other channels um will follow suit yeah i agree i think it's really a good thing that they're doing that finally uh, especially when you watch some of these other movies, um, and like, like two turtle doves, where she's in a tiny town. Like, can't forget they're always in a tiny town. Always, always a super quaint, whatever, beautiful, snow-filled town. Um, but there happens to be like lots of diverse people around her. Yes, which is like okay, but also. This feels like you're just trying to fill these slots. Right. And they Why don't, aren't you making yeah. them bigger like, roles? Exactly. Um, it's a little frustrating. The other thing I also liked about um, the... We talked about Let It Snow <clears throat> Let it snow on Netflix, the teen one. Um, that one I also liked because there was... It was an ensemble movie. There was a lot of different storylines. And one of the storylines was um a a non-heterosexual um storyline which was great so i i liked that they're not just looking at diversity in terms of like 
racial diversity, but also in terms of LGBTQ um, and just all all different types of diversity. Yeah, and I also like that that relationship was um, between, like, a white girl and an Asian girl. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of both levels, um, which is really nice. And then I really loved that – I cannot remember any of the characters' names, unfortunately. (laughs) But the whole storyline with um, the girl with her sick mom, and they live with her grandfather, Mm -hmm. um, and that whole, like – that whole storyline like showing their family and i don't know their ridiculous multicultural christmas pageants i <laughs> liked all yes. of that yes yes i agree now that one was actually uh, a book oh was it and i wonder if that is part of the reason why it turned out so well maybe so actually <laughs> it had something driving it not just yes. <laughs> exactly <laughs> not just let's crank out another movie that's excellent. Well, I I enjoy them. I enjoy uh, all of them, but I, like I said, I hope that um, Hallmark and Lifetime and, you know, some of these other channels start to follow suit with Netflix and bring some more diversity into their casts and um, maybe even their storylines. I don't know. That would, that's really pushing it. But um, I'm going to, I mean, I enjoy them anyway, but it's always nice to see there be a little bit of um, inclusion when it comes to these things. What kind of uh, plot line or just like random thing would you like to see in one of these Christmas movies? Like it could be something that you've already seen in one of the movies or something that you haven't seen that you just think would like really help make it like your number one holiday movie of the year. Mm. Well, any, you know, anytime there's like a warm, fuzzy thing with animals, I'm like all about that. You know, we tried to watch that one with puppies, though, and it was bad. Well, it needs to be a not shitty movie with puppies, okay? <laughs> like, I need, I need some puppies. I need some kittens. I will take a ferret. I just, I need more animals in these movies. Thank you. Not just uh, random horse riding. Not just random horseback riding. That does not count. I I need some like snuggly puppies. Give me like a really a really pretty German Shepherd. I am I am all there for it. <laughs> I mean, they're already built for winter. It makes sense. It's perfect. Like, come on, come on, come on, Hallmark. <laughs> uh, how about you, Megan? Um. So as it turns out, I apparently really like the ones with the ghost people. <laughs> Because I kind of enjoy him too. <laughs> I uh, just really unexpectedly enjoyed the Ghost Dad movie, <laughs> which <laughs> is not called Ghost Dad. I'll just keep reiterating. It's not I'm, called Ghost Dad. I'm going to keep calling it Ghost Dad because that's how I remember it. And also, I remember how we were like debating whether or not Ghost Dad or re- or the other guy was better looking. Ghost Dad or Live Dad, <laughs> right? Um. So I like those plot lines. I also like um, the one that we watched last year that we both uh, enjoyed was uh, The Spirit of Christmas. Yes. Where they're at the inn and he's like trapped. He's the grumpy ghost. ghost. He's a grumpy Civil War ghost and she falls in love with him. It was, you know what, that one was great. Um, I've talked to Ade about that one and she's like, I always encourage people to watch. She's like, I love telling people to watch it because it's, 
different than a lot of these movies. Like it's it's a little it's got a little bit different of a plot, but she's like it's also really hard to describe. So when you tell people about it, they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but <laughs> it is pretty. It, I like it. I, I enjoyed it. The grumpy ghost was hot. Yeah. So now I think I need like a female ghost. Um, so far, I've seen like the male ghost ones. Yes. Um, so I would like to see some of that. Uh, I would also like to see more like the man and the woman have to do a project together mm-hmm. kind of situation. I haven't seen very many of those uh, yet. Yes. But also, like good. I said, I don't get to watch all the Lifetime and Hallmark ones. And I feel like that trope is definitely covered somewhere. I'm sure it is, but it would be nice to see more of it. And if we're going to see a female ghost, I don't want her to be like a mopey ghost. I don't need like a moaning myrtle kind of ghost. I want her to be like kind of sassy. Yeah, I think the 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 ghost in the Ghost Dad movie was pretty mopey. Um, also made his kid cry like all the time, this, which is not very that's, nice. That's kind of a party foul. It's kind of a ghost dick, dad. Dick move, ghost dad. Also, it was never quite clear how long Ghost Dad had been dead. No. (laughs) To be fair, they could have said that when we weren't paying attention, but I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. I think they just (laughs) skipped ahead. Um, So, yeah. And also, he said he was going to leave, and then he comes back at the end of the movie. He did. They made this whole big thing about he was, like, going up to heaven. There was, like, a light shining. He, like, went up into the sky. And then, like, five minutes later, he was back playing hockey on the hockey rink. Still dead. Right. Still a ghost, by the way. He was not alive. It's not like he came back to life. I think go. I think ghost characters are the only way that I want dead characters now, though, because um, I don't really want to see any more, like, grandma died and left me this house, or my dad died and left me this business, or, like, any... I know it's, like, the motive for pushing the story forward, but... It is. It is. All, it is pretty depressing. It's, it's kind of. It's too to Disney-ish. You it's know, like very... in the first two minutes of a Disney movie, the mom's always dead. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm over the whole dead mom thing. So I'm. I'm more about. Yeah. Let's. Let's have some ghosts. Let's have some ghosts. Let's have some uh, craziness. <laughs> more hot, grumpy ghosts, both of the male <laughs> and female variety. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you have any last plugs for uh, classic, non-super cheesy Christmas movies? Oh, man. Um, I think I already covered the ones that I that I, I really love. You know, I feel like I feel like the classics are I watch them for a lot of the same reasons. Like, I know that they're just going to bring me like warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Um, they just might bring me like less low production value laughs than the cheesy right, ones do. right because we were talking about ghosts it made me think of scrooged with bill murray oh that's a good one which i hadn't seen for a very long time until uh i watched it again last year um and still pretty funny there's also a donald trump joke which is still really funny to me it's even still more relevant. funny now <laughs> oh they didn't even know how that would age they didn't know so smart um yeah, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, our coworkers like to argue about Die Hard, whether it's a Christmas movie or not. Which uh, husband, it is not. Well, my husband says it is. Just because it takes place at Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie. I agree with you. Lies. There's no Christmas magic. 
Yes. Um, but one goofy one that is pretty funny is, um, I think it, I feel like now I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's the one with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, and I think it is called, I'm trying to type at the same time and look this up so I could seem super smart. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It is called uh, Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2. There's two of them. Of course, there's a sequel. It's actually, the sequel is pretty funny because, so the first one is Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. And then the second one, their dads are in the movie. Yeah, their dads are John Lithgow and Mel Gibson, which I don't like Mel Gibson, but I do love. It was pretty funny, and also, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, John Cena is also uh in the movie, and for some reason, my kids freaking love John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why, but um, it's a pretty funny, happens to be Christmas themed movie. Did you see the second Bad Moms movie? I did see it. What did you? I haven't seen it. What did you think? So the first one is better. Okay, but That's fair. but um, the Kevin from This Is Us, uh huh, is in Bad Moms too. Uh, okay. And um, there's some choice scenes. Ooh, you're selling it really well to me. <laughs> so I'm going to have to put this on my watch list. If nothing else, you could watch it for that. And also, of course, Kristen Bell is del- a delight. So Always a delight. I love yeah. everything she's in. So I do, that, I'll have to put that on my, my watch list for the season. Yeah, it's a renter. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, so holiday movies obviously bring us a lot of joy, but there are other things that bring us joy. So should we talk about that, Megan? Yes, let's talk about that. Megan, what is bringing you joy this week? Well, I just found out right before we started recording that someone decided to make a Golden Girls puppet show. (laughs) What? So it's puppets kind of like, I guess, Avenue Q puppets. Okay. Um, slash, you know, Sesame Street type puppets. Uh-huh. And so they're going to, they have these puppets and they're going to do like a, they're doing an off-Broadway show. Shut the fuck um, up. Spoofing the Golden Girls. going to be like a little bit risque, but uh, I am 100% here for that show. I'm into it. Sold. And I hope that I get a chance to see it. <laughs> Me too. I hope we can see it together. I hope we can see it together. I mean, I the funny the the funny thing about the Golden Girls is that uh, the women were not actually that old when they made the show. No. So, like, I think maybe they were in their fifties, maybe. Yeah. Which, like, is actually not that far off. And, but like, we just look at it as like, they were super old and they're like feisty old ladies and like, right. They're super feisty old ladies now, obviously. (laughs) But like, I don't know, for some reason in 1985, we're like, oh my God, the show's amazing. And just has like lasting effect for whatever reason. Yes. And uh, all the episodes are on Hulu. 
So if you haven't been watching it, you need to. You need to go back. I and do need to make you yourself right with the world. I actually, I have been like between shows and needing something to just binge. So I actually, that might be my next thing that I just binge start to finish. Yes. Um, I don't know if I've actually watched like the entire thing, but maybe that's. A, I feel like that's a, a worthwhile goal. It's a great. Maybe that's project. what I'll do over Thanksgiving break. Perfect. Or Christmas break, whichever one. Whichever one's coming up, whichever holiday it is that's coming up. <laughs> I don't really know anymore. And who knows? Oh man, I am. I'm into it. It's a plan. So, what is bringing you joy? Uh, cozy socks. Cozy, cozy oh, socks. I love cozy socks. Joy. Because it's cold, and my feet are cold, and I love my cozy socks. Do you sleep in socks? No, I don't. I find it's really hard to sleep in socks. My feet get so hot, and like I have to periodically stick one foot out of the blankets anyway. And maybe that's because I have a husband that like radiates heat and also 87 like pets on top of me. Mm-hmm. Um because three of the four animals sleep in our room. Uh, but I just, I can't sleep in socks. I don't, for me, it's not that my feet get hot. Just I don't like the feeling of the socks on my feet and then the blankets on top of my feet in the socks. <laughs> I will, like, if it's really cold, sometimes I fall asleep with my socks still on. But then, but I then wake, wake up, up and take them off. Just rip them off. And then yes. they, like, one of them ends up, like, stuck down, like, in like at the end of the bed between the sheets and the blanket and the mattress and you never find it's like spring before you find it again you've washed your sheets like 15 times and there's still a sock stuck to it it's just a whole drama i don't like it so no fuzzy socks when i'm sleeping but yes cozy fuzzy socks all day long i do try to actually never wear socks but um Winter, you can't really get around it. You can't get around it. And I I am infamous for stealing my husband's socks because he's got some really great cozy socks. And I steal them. That is super gross to me. I, well, he doesn't wear, I don't steal his like socks that he wears on a daily basis for work because those are gross. These are, because he, his feet, he gets like, they're too hot. And so he doesn't wear like his really warm socks except for like a couple times a year so like i'm currently wearing a pair of bob ross socks um and they're just nice and thick and i just like them and so they're mostly my socks that i more or less let him borrow occasionally but do you have like the same shoe size we almost i have big okay feet. i have big feet megan you do have big feet yeah so i don't know there's just something about like wearing other people's socks that really grosses me out <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I mean, I know they're clean. It's this, just like, I don't know. That's fair. There's also not a lot that like really grosses me out. I'm pretty hard to gross out on a lot of things. So I feel like we're going to have to test that in the future. Uh, probably uh, there. I'm sure I'll have limits, but like sometimes the cat drinks out of my water glass and it's whatever. So <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> oh. 
Well, next week, before we go on break for the holidays, we are going to get a head start on 2020 and talk about budgeting. So join us back here as we attempt to untangle the mystery behind our bank accounts. Until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners. Talk to you soon. Bye.